Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for your patience during these unprecedented times. It is good to finally be back once again. I am your host, Ryan Walker, and you are listening to The Ryan Express. The Express is going to sound a little different here in 2020. Fitting for a condensed season, we are going to have condensed shows with information jam-packed into 20 minutes or less. And while it may seem like that's a lot to ask in 20 minutes, we are hoping to get it done. There are going to be no commercial breaks, obviously, in a podcast, and we are hoping to get this on the air at some point in Auburn, Alabama, as radio availability is questionable, to say the least. I would like to thank Weagle 91.1 for giving me the tools to make this podcast and publish it wherever you get your podcast. So without further ado, let's get into a news recap of this opening weekend so far. This is Express Line 1, a recap of Major League Baseball from Thursday, July 23rd, 2020 through Monday, July 27th, 2020. I am Ryan Walker. Let's get started. And it's unfortunate that despite all the waiting we've had to do for Major League Baseball, we do have to start with a bit of a depressing story. 14 people of the Miami Marlins players and coaching staff have tested positive for COVID-19. In response, Major League Baseball has canceled their games Monday and Tuesday versus the Orioles. The Marlins' opening series opponent, the Phillies, also canceled their Monday night game versus the Yankees out of caution. News as of today tells us that no Phillies players tested positive in the first round of testing since the Marlins' series. As of right now, the Phillies are expected not to play until Friday. The Marlins are expected not to play until Monday. In some other better news, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl winning quarterback Patrick Mahomes has bought partial ownership in the Kansas City Royals. Mahomes is now the youngest owner in sports history at only 24 years old. His father, Pat, pitched in major leagues for six teams across 11 seasons. The Twins, the Red Sox, the Mets, the Rangers, the Cubs, and the Pirates. Speaking of the Royals, their opening series against the Indians resulted in two losses and a 10-inning win. The Royals did, however, score 14 runs against the Tigers on Monday, evening their record at 2-2. Two two. Another Dark Horse Division champion pick was the Chicago White Sox, my personal American League Central champion pick. The White Sox opening series versus the Twins was very polarizing. The Twins scored 10 runs in a win on Friday. The White Sox scored 10 in a win on Saturday, and then the Twins scored 14 in their win on Sunday. The Twins took two of three in that series. Now let's go all the way back to Thursday. The first pitch of the 2020 season was thrown by Dr. Anthony Fauci. Fauci, a Nationals, quote, superfan, has served as director of the National Institute for Infectious Diseases for 35 years. Fauci had previously been opposed to sports not played in a bubble. 
like the NBA is doing in Orlando, but his willingness to throw a first pitch may signify a step in the right direction. However, images of him not wearing a mask while watching the game at Nationals Park drew criticism from around the country, and it's safe to say his first pitch was just a bit to the left. The game itself ended up being a literal washout as the Yankees won 4-1 in six innings after a monsoon ended the game short. On opening night and opening day, Major League Baseball took part in a social justice demonstration. Players held a black ribbon together prior to each opening day game. Some players, like Mookie Betts, kneeled for the national anthem. Other players, like Sam Coonrod, refused to kneel even during the demonstration before the national anthem. Since opening day, jersey patches and statements on mounds have almost entirely been removed league-wide. The other opening night game was between the Dodgers and the Giants in Los Angeles. LA started the year with two commanding wins, but Gabe Kapler's Giants recovered to split the series at two apiece. The Dodgers now come to Houston Tuesday and Wednesday for a rematch of the 2017 World Series. This will be the first time the two have matched up since the Astros cheating investigation, so be sure to grab your popcorn. Clayton Kershaw would be starting Tuesday night versus the Astros, but unfortunately there is no timetable for his return from the back issue that scratched him from opening night. 2019 rookie Dustin May will pitch in his place until he returns. Clayton Kershaw's MRIs did come back clean. In some other news, David Ross, the former Auburn Tiger, War Eagle, started his managerial career strong. The Cubs have started 3-1 versus the Brewers and the Reds. They sit in first place in the National League Central. Another new site in baseball this year is the Rangers' new park, Globe Life Field, which debuted Friday versus the Rockies. The park proved to be a pitcher-friendly park as only 13 runs were scored between both teams in all three games. The park was not friendly to newcomer Corey Kluber of the Rangers. The Rangers' biggest trade acquisition this offseason pitched one inning before leaving with shoulder tightness. An MRI of Kluber's shoulder revealed a grade 2 tear of the Terry's major muscle. This means Kluber will not start another game in 2020. If he returns, it will be a minimum of four weeks and he will have to be a reliever. The Rockies ended up taking two of three from the Rangers. The Toronto Blue Jays were told last week by the Canadian government that they were not permitted to play baseball against American teams in Toronto. After a search for a home, the Blue Jays have found a 2020 home in Buffalo, New York. Shirts and hats are already being sold, touting the Buffalo Blue Jays. Closer to home, the Braves bounced back from an opening day loss to beat the Mets in two of three. In opening day, the Mets' only run was a solo bomb from Yoenis Cespedes. Cespedes' return from injury in an incident with a wild boar was enough for a one to nothing Mets win. The Braves responded with a 5-3 10-inning win on Saturday and a crushing 14-1 win on Sunday Night Baseball. Out in Los Angeles, Shohei Otani returned to the mound for the Angels on Sunday. He gave up five earned runs without recording a single out. Mike Trouts also started slow, batting only 2-14. The A's took 3-4 of versus the Angels to open the year. 
The San Diego Padres also made a strong start. They took 3 of 4 from the Diamondbacks, including an opening day 7-2 win versus Madison Bumgarner. And our last piece of Major League Baseball news this week is involving our postseason in 2020. That's right, an expanded postseason has been approved and announced by Rob Manfred. 16 teams will make the Major League postseason in 2020, two from each division and two wild cards from each league. That means that more than half of the teams in Major League Baseball will play in October this season. This has been your week one recap on Ryan Express Line 1. Alright, let's talk first about this Marlins-Phillies quarantine positive test results that we've gotten so far. It seems like the Marlins are at a point where they are unable to travel, to play, to interact with each other until we get some more results as to what their status is. Both teams, the Phillies and the Marlins, are still in Philadelphia and will be until they can get test results. Once they do get results, then they could travel back to Miami but it already looks like the Nationals are not willing to play the Marlins when they do get back to Miami, and it looks like we're going to need some hard proof that the Marlins are a healthy team before we can resume play. I like that Major League Baseball had a plan in place when this happened so that the Yankees can now play the Orioles instead of the two teams that could potentially be unhealthy playing uh, two teams that are healthy. So I do think that is a good thing. And if you're the Yankees, you're thinking, heck yes, I, I want to play the, the Orioles instead of the Phillies. I'd rather you know go against, uh, go against the Orioles than go against Bryce Harper and Aaron Nola. But it will be interesting to see if Major League Baseball tries to reschedule these games and play them because if, if they don't, I mean, are we de- deciding postseason berths based off of winning percentage? Perhaps we are. Perhaps that's why there's an expanded postseason, but... If the Marlins don't play another game, they're two and one right now, so they have a six sixty seven uh, winning percentage, and, and that's going to get them into the playoffs at least. So it's it's all a very interesting development that's going on, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And I mean, I look back on it, and, and you obviously don't want to joke about the health of any players or coaching staff personnel, but. You look back on it, you see the Marlins and the Phillies, and you think, well, I mean, it would be the Marlins and the Phillies to have a joint team effort to get this thing canceled that we've got going so well. So hopefully they can recover, get better. Hopefully the alternate site team works out well, and that can go smoothly. But this this is something we, we, we have to keep an eye on. Also in the National League, uh, the Cubs have been doing really well to start the year, uh, led by David Ross, the former uh, Auburn Tiger himself. And the Cubs are a really interesting team as well because no one picked them on the Ryan Express to win the NL Central, and I thought that was really surprising. All of the picks were for the Brewers and the Cardinals, and I, and I get that the Brewers and the Cardinals were both really good teams last year, especially all the Braves people watching the Cardinals absolutely whip them in game five. But you can't sleep on the Cubs. Um, 
because the Cubs do have a good manager now and a guy that they will listen to and respect. And I think that they are in good shape. I have heard that at Wrigley Field, if you go to one of the apartment rooftops, you can pay up to $300 and $400 a ticket to watch one of the games live. It's the only place in Major League Baseball that you could watch a game live uh, by buying a ticket. So (laughs) I think the Cubs have a very interesting dynamic going on. The other team in Chicago, the White Sox, were a split decision for the American League Central title with the Twins on the Ryan Express preseason picks. And they really didn't show up in that first series against the Twins. I mean, they did produce offensively in Game 2 enough to avoid a sweep, but they really underperformed pitching-wise. I thought Giolito would do well, and he got rocked. And, And I don't really know what the next step is for the White Sox. I do think the White Sox, schedule-wise, with the Tigers, with the Royals, um, have a really good shot at making the playoffs with this expanded postseason, I think that they will. But as far as those dark horse picks to win the American League Central, I need to see more from the pitching. i got to get Keuchel involved. i got to get Giolito back to what he was last season. And I think it will get there. It may take time, but that's one of the unexpected things with the 60-game season. Let's stay in the National League and talk about this series upcoming with the Astros and Dodgers. The Dodgers, they they look so good to start the year. Two big wins over the Giants, as expected, even without Clayton Kershaw. And and then the last two games, they just they kind of struggled a little bit. I mean, they were close, but but you really expected them to win at least three or four against the Giants, and now they're going to go play the Astros, who won three or four against the Mariners, and we're really going to see what they're made of. It is going to be Walker Bueller and Dustin May in the two-game series in Houston. I do think that the Dodgers will hit some Astros batters, maybe Altuve, Bregman, Springer, whoever. I mean, I I don't really know, but you don't want to get someone suspended if you're the Dodgers because a suspension hurts 2.7 times as much as it would in a regular season. And I know what the protocols say. They say do not fight, right? Do not have any sort of close interaction with an umpire. Do not argue. Do not fist bump. Do not high five. But when it's the Dodgers and the Astros and you're looking across the field and the guy that you're facing, you think stole a ring from you by cheating, it's going to be a totally different environment and all those protocols are going to go out the window. So I am excited to see what is going to unfold before our eyes in Houston. We also have to talk about the debut of Globe Life Field in Texas. The Rangers against the Rockies lost two of three. It was very pitcher-friendly in the ballpark. There was a home run of Sensu Chu that was robbed in left field. But all in all, just one home run the whole series, and that was from Joey Gallo, who honestly no ballpark in America could hold. But this is just the way it is for the Rangers now. And unfortunately, with the loss of Corey Kluber, the pitcher friendliness of the park is not going to help as much. They still have Mike Miner and Lance Lynn, two top 10 American League pitchers returning from last year. And with the addition of Kluber, that is why I picked them to win the American League West over the Astros, who lost Garrett Cole this year. But it doesn't really look like that could happen without Kluber at full strength 
and it, it unfortunately is where the Rangers stand right now. They cannot generate enough offense, at least that I have seen, to be able to get that mark. And obviously it's going to really hurt them in the power rankings when those come out later this week. I'm also really glad and proud of the Ryan Express guests and hosts for not picking the Los Angeles Angels to win the American League West. Not a single person did it, and I am so proud. I could not be prouder. Too many people jump on the Angels bandwagon right before the season, no matter what happens. Okay, they get Rendon, they get Joe Madden, Shohei Otani's going to be back. Oh, it sounds so good. And then it all goes right down the crapper, right? <laughs> Rendon obviously not playing. And then Shohei Otani comes out on the mound and gives up five runs without recording it out. It, it was it was really bad. And and the A's are a really good team, so I'll, I'll at least give them that. We'll, we'll see how they do against the Mariners and against the Rangers. But unfortunately, the Angels, once again, are not there. They've only been to the playoffs twice in the past decade once was a wild card berth so i just i don't see it i don't see it for the angels maybe they could make it in the expanded postseason maybe they grab one of those wild card slots or maybe maybe they grab the second place in the division but they're not going to win the american league west it's definitely the astros and the a's at this point until someone can play their way in and and in a 60 game season that's possible but those two West divisions, the American League and the National League, they feel really top-heavy at this point, right? With the Dodgers and the Padres on one side and with the the excuse me Astros and the A's on the other side, it, it really just feels like those two teams in both divisions are really kind of the, the, the walking dogs at this point. The, the Diamondbacks also had some hope with Bumgarner and with the year that they had last year, but it kind of felt like an overperformance last year. And then they come out against the Padres, who kind of underperformed and are having really high expectations of themselves. And the Padres just put it on them. I mean, the Diamondbacks did not look like they were ready to play. They did not have the offense. Bumgarner was not that great. And now the Diamondbacks go to Texas, and we see kind of what the middle ground of the two West divisions is going to be like. But once again, so top-heavy in the, in the two West divisions this year. Our last piece is the National League East here with the Braves. They had a really good season opening series against the Mets the only loss being a one run loss and you think that that last game that 14 to 1 win really says something about them and what they're trying to become and then they go to Tampa and take a loss that's almost the same magnitude and that's kind of what it's going to be like in the east this year because the competition is so strong in both the National League and American League East and those teams are probably going to finish pretty close to 500 all the way across the board, it's going to be the total opposite of the West. The West, very top-heavy. The East, very, very uniform. At the end of the day, no one knows what's going to happen in a 60-game season. But we are here for it. We are glad Major League Baseball is back. We are glad we are back on the air, and we are glad that you are listening to the Ryan Express Unfortunately, we're out of time. We will see you next week on the Ryan Express. Wherever you get your podcasts, be sure to follow the Ryan Express on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for information as it comes. Thank you, and see you next time.